All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Better late than never. Welcome. Yeah! Let's go, baby. Bag milk. Yeah, huh? This is Ceases. Hello. Ceases. Ceases. Hello. Ceases. Tyler, your rem chuck is so, so fucking sexy. Ceases. Fucking Anton Lander. Mm-hmm. Welcome, everybody. It's episode 100 of Better Late Than Never. Thank you. Let me be honest. I'll start off the podcast by just saying I didn't expect this podcast to go on this long. I certainly didn't expect it to get as big as it is. I certainly didn't expect the levels of interaction that I get from all of you guys. And I just, I have the best time doing this podcast. I really, really do. I'm a little bit late today. I want to get started about an hour ago, but I got sucked into a 30 for 30 about the Baltimore Ravens on TSN. So I'm a little bit later than I wanted to, but I think it's pretty fucking cool that this is the 100th episode of Better Late Than Never. If I wasn't included for most of them, you dickbag. Sure, I've been here for like 20 episodes or something like that, but the first 80 were all trash anyway. 100 episodes of Better Late Than Ever. I'm super excited. Again, thanks. Thank you. I started off this project. I was thinking back to it when I realized. First of all, I didn't realize it was episode 100 until like, I don't know, 10 minutes ago. I didn't think it would get this many episodes in 
once I started it. Because really, when I started, I just wanted to learn how to how to edit audio a little bit. I thought about maybe setting up a little recording studio in my office at home and just seeing where it went from there. So it's well beyond my expectations, well beyond what I expected. And it's just a lot of fun and it's still growing and I've got plenty of plans going forward on how I can improve it. So I want to do more live interactions over the next hundred episodes. So the voicemails are great, but it would be also great that if you guys could have like a text line to me, I could do it on Twitter, I suppose, but like a live text line or some kind of live audio stream that goes out or I want to think about it. I want to think about it. I don't generally do a lot of editing when I do this podcast sometimes. So I'm also thinking about, could I just put it out as a live stream on our YouTube page or even my own YouTube page and uh, go to subscribe to that, by the way, Um, and just doing it from there and having more live interactions, kind of like in Oilers Nation every day. Maybe I get a GoPro and I film forward POV style. You perverts. You perverts. Um, POV style, and then you can see what I'm looking at. It would actually be kind of interesting, probably, if you saw what I'm looking at. You would see Frank cruising around. You would see the roadcaster. You would see the soundboard. We'll see. Anyway, the point here is a thousand episodes, maybe one day, hundred episodes of Better Late Than Ever. I'm super pumped on it. I'm thrilled with where it's at. I'm super excited about what the future holds, and I'm thinking, I'm thinking I should do some kind of giveaway. So when this goes out on social on Twitter or on Instagram, share it. I'm going to do a draw. I will send out a better late than never hoodie or two or something. Help me share the podcast. This is episode 100. If you just want to enter to win a hoodie, let me know. Let me know and we can work that out. I will send something from the Frank's Picks clothing line. There's some BLTN stuff in there too, and we'll raise a little bit of money for charity while we're at it. Um, getting back to business, I'm going to start off this week's podcast with a shout out to Avenged Sevenfold and to Alexis on Fire. I Rogers Place, I was there on Friday night, uh, whatever day that was, doesn't matter. What a show. I had never seen both of those bands before, and they put on an amazing concert. I love the summer of bag milk that I'm having this year. A little bit sad that that was the last concert on the list for a while. I still am I'm, I'm pondering, I'm thinking out loud if I want to go to Metallica at the, end of the, uh, at the end of the month. I've seen them before. Going to see them at uh, Commonwealth would be a completely different experience. Uh, tickets are a little expensive, but we'll see. I might end up at Metallica. I haven't decided yet. I'm going to Tool in October, so I've got that to look forward to. But for the summer of bag milk, a couple of things. It was just great. Alexis on Fire, obviously a Canadian, what would you call them? Like a, I don't know what style that is. He goes, wow, wow, wow. I always thought it was like a cougar in a cage when I was in high school. I had best friends that were super into Alexis on Fire. They were never really my jam. They had some great tunes. I always loved Dallas Green's voice, but to see them live changed my opinion completely. I really, really enjoyed Alexis on Fire. Ended up doing a little deep dive into their catalog afterward. Great, great show by a great Canadian band. Also, shout out to them for playing the Tragically Hip. They mixed in a Tragically Hip cover mid-set. Loved it. Loved it. And then Avenged Sevenfold. Fuck, man, they ruled. Such a good band. They're so tight and talented. Like, unbelievable. Fucking loved it. Um... And it makes me sad. Like I said, I don't have any concerts left. I don't have any tickets. I'm going to Anthony Jeselnik next Friday, I guess, at the River Cree. So I'm excited about that, but not quite the same. I got to find more things to squeeze out of the summer of bag milk, you know? Riverhawks are done. Shout out to the Riverhawks, by the way, for um, an attendance record of 104 plus thousand tickets sold record for that league. So shout out to the shout out to 
the Riverhawks. Um, unfortunately, the Stingers did not make it through in the playoffs, but shout out to them. I only went to one game, but I can promise you I will be going to more than one next year when they kick up their season again. Looking forward to it. On Thursday, tomorrow, August 10th, Tyler was talking about, oh, maybe I'll go to the Elks game. It's like 5.30 or something, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, I don't know, whatever it is, doesn't matter. On Thursday, tomorrow, August 10th, and I said in the office, hey man, I'd go to that. What had hap- What happened? Nothing. Tyler didn't acknowledge me at all. So in my head, I go, oh, well, I guess he just doesn't want to go to the game with me. And then on Twitter, hours later, he goes, I think I'm going to go to the Elks game on Thursday. Maybe I'm their good luck charm. And all I could think of is, you son of a bitch. I fucking love Tyler. I don't know what I did wrong. Am I not cool? Maybe I'm a loser. Maybe that's what this whole thing is, is that Tyler doesn't want to hang out with me unless it's some kind of work function. I mean, I totally get it. I wouldn't want to hang out with you either, and I live inside your head. Some people say that I'm your imposter syndrome, but we all know what's coming out is the truth. You're just getting a hard dose of reality, my man. Tyler doesn't want to hang out with you, and I don't blame him. Why ruin what is likely to be a horrific event watching the Elks probably lose again? That's bad enough on its own, but then to have to spend three hours with you? No thanks. So I guess that's just another another episode of Bag Milk tries to hang out with Tyler outside of work, and it does not work. So... Time to take a look in the mirror. Might have to just stop asking, I guess. Tired of hurt my own feelings, you know? On the bright side, I am going to Vancouver with Tyler on Monday. We're trying to close some nation business, so I guess he has to hang out with me by uh, by default because I got invited on the trip to help close some deals. So maybe he just can't hang out with me that much. In Edmonton, No. Other cities where he doesn't have the run the risk of seeing people he knows with me. Maybe that's it. I don't know. I don't know. But we'll be on a plane together on Monday. Coming home Tuesday. Will I hang out with Tyler in Vancouver? I don't know. Maybe he'll find a better option again. That's just where I'm at. Sad tear rolling down my eye, you know? It's just a sad, sad tear. Tyler, want to be friends? Hmm. Well... All right, then. No question about it. I am ready to get hurt again. Yeah. That's essentially what it is every time that I try to hang out with Tyler. Uh, The last thing I want to mention is, again, super excited. Big Brother is back. Two episodes in. Interesting twist to kick off the episode. I might start doing a little bit of Big Brother content on here. Depends how much we talk about it on real life, to be honest. So... That's just it. Episode 100. Avenged Sevenfold rules. By the way, M Shadows stopped the concert mid-song because there was somebody getting fucked up in the pit. That's how you do it, man. That is how you do it. And it was funny was he stopped the song mid-song and the whole band stops playing, blah, blah, blah. So they're like, all right, we're not going to pick up until we get the okay from security down in the pit. And people started booing. And it made me laugh because it's like, okay, the song they were playing was so far away. And if you know anything about Avenged Sevenfold, that specific song has got a lot of meaning to the band and to people. And just, it's an emotional song from that band. So they stopped him midway through and people started booing. And he just goes, all right, all right, don't worry, but we'll fucking play it again. Relax. <laughs> ah, shit. Anyway, Avenged Sevenfold and Alexis on fire. If you ever get a chance to see those two as a duo, come on, it's the best. But let's get to the news.
What is going on over the last seven days? Not a whole lot, really. Not a whole lot. But we still do have some Edmonton Oilers news to talk about, especially since the last episode. Uh, We also got a PTO last night that I'll discuss a little bit, but we are still in the dead zone. So I'm expecting more news to pick up here as we get going. But we are going to start off with the major news that came out a day after I recorded the last episode of Better Late Than Never. Jeff Jackson, Connor McDavid's agent, signed on to be the Oilers CEO of Hockey Ops. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it. We've talked about it plenty on ONR. We've talked about it plenty on Real Life. But all I want to say is... If it was up to me, if the goal is to keep Connor McDavid here until he's dead in some kind of capacity, one, as a player, then as a player coach, just like in the movie Slapshot, then he moves up into some kind of advisory role, then he becomes the owner of the team, then he becomes a deity that goes up on our walls and we pray to him every day. Something like that. There's going to be some kind of... We're still in the baby steps here. We're still in the first steps of that plan. But having Jeff Jackson come in very, very much solidifies my feelings and just removes all nervousness I had about Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl leaving to play anywhere else. I've got a quote from Frank Saravalli on that coming up in a second, but Jeff Jackson, him alone, I love the idea of bringing in a super agent to oversee hockey ops. Bob Nicholson, first of all, who knows what the fuck he did the last little bit, and that's just me because I don't have any idea what he did, and neither do you if you're listening to this, probably, unless you're at OEG, which I know you're listening to this because I've heard rumblings. Anyway, Jeff Jackson was a great hire. Not just from the McDavid and Dreisaitl angle, or the McDavid angle specifically, he was Je- he was McDavid's agency, he was 15 years old, blah, 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 we already know it. I love it because, one, it gives fresh blood, fresh blood at the top. Two, he has already talked about in his introductory press conference about how he wants to update things and modernize the Oilers with both analytics and scouting and health and blah, 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 all the things that matter. What's interesting is that this started happening at the draft, these first conversations, and I quote, Shortly before the draft, Paul Coffey and Daryl Cates reached out to me just to ask if I'd be interested in talking about the job. It's a hard time for agents around the draft and for agency, so I said, listen, I would be interested in talking, but I've got a lot of work to do over the next two or three weeks, so that's what I need to focus on. So I did that. I got through that and subsequently discussed picked uh subsequently discussion picked up and it happened very quickly over the last couple of weeks talked a lot to paul coffee he was instrumental in convincing me to do it of course paul coffee was named some kind of advisor assumingly to daryl cates directly um and then jeff jackson continued once i decided to do it i had to meet with all my clients we had to do a transition for them every one of them was great they're all in good hands getting through that was important because the nature of going from an agency agency to management i had to do everything properly Jeff Jackson saying all the right things. Again, I love the idea of having fresh blood at the top. Two, I love that he's Connor McDavid's agent. So that is Connor McDavid's guy. If anybody has knows what's in Connor's head, it is the guy who's been his agent since he was a child, teenager. I love it. There is nothing not to love about this, in my opinion. Having someone who wants to modernize the organization in terms of its scouting and its analytics, et cetera, et cetera, also love it. He's saying all the right things. And if I could give it a check mark, which I would love to, I just feel like this is the best news that we could have had in a management capacity. I didn't see it coming and I am super pumped on it. Yeah! I think this is a great hire. I'm pumped. Getting back to the team on the ice, however, they signed Brandon Sutter to a professional tryout yesterday. And you may be thinking, wait a minute, Brandon Sutter, I've heard that name before. Where the hell he be? Well, the 
11th overall pick from the 20 or the 2007 draft signed a professional tryout with the Oilers after missing the last couple of seasons due to complications from long COVID. So the last season he played was 2020-21 with the Vancouver Canucks. He played 43 games, nine goals, three assists for 12 points, missed the last two. He is coming into Edmonton, Hungary on a PTO. He's 34. He's a right shot centerman. We'll see what happens. Obviously, the Oilers have a spot on the fourth line at center that they need to fill. Whether or not that's Brandon Sutter, I have no idea. But what I do like about it is competition. You've heard Tyler talk about PTOing everyone before. He says it on Oilers Nation every day. He says it on Oilers Nation radio. And I agree with him because the nice part about a PTO is you're not locked into anything. You've invited him to camp and said, hey, man, you've got an opportunity to earn a job. And for somebody who hasn't played in the NHL for a couple years and wants to get back at it, I like it. I don't know what his fitness is going to be like. I don't know what the skills are going to be like. We'll walk through that when we get to September. But right now, all I could think about this morning when I, after I read Zach's article breaking the news or on the news last night, PTO everybody, who else can we bring to town? I know the Oilers don't have a lot of cap space, so we're talking about some cheaper players here. But if we're adding competition down in the bottom six, as opposed to just handing out jobs, I fucking love it. I love it. Yeah! I think it's great. Who else can come? Who else can crumb? Crumb. I hope more people do. I hope more people do. Of course, how many people the Oilers can invite or even think of signing all depends on what happens with Evan Bouchard. We are still waiting on his contract. No rush. Obviously, it's August 9th as I'm recording this today at 3.14 in the afternoon. Well, I would love if he actually signed midway through this podcast for once as opposed to me having to jump on and do an emergency podcast. But if I have to do that too, I'm cool with it. Either way, still waiting on Bouchard, regardless of what Jay said. And there's a clip that's kind of going a little bit viral from Owen Radio on Friday where he called uh, Evan Bouchard, Justin Schultz, and a sixth defenseman. (laughs) I was sitting behind the board watching this all happen, and all I could do was laugh. All I could do was laugh. We know that Bouchard is not Jay's favorite player on the team. But like Tyler also said in that clip... One, he's better than a sixth defenseman. Two, he's the Oilers' best puck-moving D-man. And currently, he would be their number one right-handed defenseman. Not saying that's what he is. But given the current makeup of that right side, that's where he is, if that makes sense. I personally think my guess of 375 to uh, 3.9 million is probably somewhere where it's going to be. But we'll see. You know, we'll see. According to Cat Friendly right now, the Oilers have only $3.5 million in cap space available, though they do have Lane Peterson on the roster. They also have Marcus Niemelainen on the roster. I can see one of those guys going. But we'll see what happens with Bouchard, right? So we're still waiting. We're still waiting. As for what I talked about earlier, when it comes to Jeff Jackson... Connor McDavid specifically on the DFO rundown, Leon, uh, Leon on the DFO rundown, Jason Greger and Frank Saravalli were talking about this situation and what it means for those two. And I got a little clip from Frank that I'd love to play. That just makes me happy. Anytime anyone's ever even mentioned the idea, I've sort of laughed it off. Like I think there's a 90 some percent chance that both McDavid and dry are Edmonton Oilers for a long, long time. Sorry, Frank, I cut you off. I needed a moment there. 
I'd, I'd be surprised. They're they're thick as thieves. They get along great. I think they're highly competitive. They challenge one another. They support one another. And you know what? Where I, else I think can there is, you go to play with that player? Yeah. And, and there's something to be said about you know they've erased some records already in Edmonton. Like Leon Drysaddle has, has done some things that heck Wayne Gretzky didn't do in individual seasons in Edmonton, which is mind blowing. And so you know Connor McDavid signs a long term deal. Connor McDavid could end up being the highest scoring Edmonton Oiler of all time. And that, uh, you know what? Now, sure, you'd have to get over 1,660 points, but still, at the, at the rate he's going, I think there's a very legit chance that happens. <laughs> oh, Jason and Frank talk dirty to me and do it slower. Should I play the clip again in half speed? Hmm. Sexy. Very, very sexy. So go listen to the full episode of The Rundown to get the full context of the conversation. But I just wanted to pull a quick clip from that podcast to just... I don't know. I don't even know what to say. I just... I'm, I love hearing that shit. It was always kind of one of those things where Edmonton fans were like, well, no, I think they actually like it here. They love playing together and blah, blah, blah. I think, I think they're going to stay. But around the league, it's always... And then we've all just been sitting here like, shut the fuck up. And they're all like... And we're just like, no, they're going to stick around. They love it here. Connor's got a beautiful house. His girlfriend is making, uh, is building her shop for a design company on 124th Street. There's a lot to like. And then meanwhile, people in Toronto are like, meanwhile, they've signed Martin Jones today to be their goalie. I don't know where he ranks on the depth chart. I really give a fuck about the Leafs, but listen, they're going to be here forever. And when those two sign a long-term extension to stay with the Oilers, I cannot wait. I'm going to be insufferable with everybody who claimed they were leaving. I've got receipts. I've got a folder of receipts on my laptop and I just need to discover and think about and ponder how, uh, how vicious I want to be with it. You know, that's the thing I need to think about. That is the thing I need to think about. Uh, lastly, or I guess moving on a little bit again, that leads into this next part of the news quite nicely, in my opinion. Today obviously marks the anniversary of the Wayne Gretzky trade. He was traded on August 9th, 1988 to the Los Angeles Kings. And it's one of those things where every single August 9th, we have to talk about it. Every single August 9th, we have to look back at this trade and talk about how stupid it was. If you don't remember, on August 9th, 1988, Wayne Gretzky was traded with the from the Edmonton Oilers with Michael Krushelinski, Marty McSorley to Los Angeles for Jimmy Carson, Martin Jelena, a first-round pick in 1989 that turned into Jason Miller, a round-one pick in 1991 that turned into Martin Ruchinski, and a first-round pick in 1993 that ter- turned into Nick Stadjohar. And people, some people are like, you know, I just didn't lose that train. They ended up winning another cup without him. Okay. You traded the best player on earth, the best player to ever play the game. You lost the trade. They would have won more than one cup had Gretzky stayed around. That's just my opinion. Obviously, we don't know that. It's conjecture, but I'm right and you're wrong. Got it? Of course. Of course. It's one of those things where people just need to think about it a little more. Yeah, the Oilers won another Stanley Cup. Wayne didn't win one. Sucks to be Wayne. 
In that respect, he's doing fine. Oilers would have won more than one had he stuck around. They've talked about it themselves. Go look at the legends talking about it. Well, if Gretzky didn't say it, they would have won more cups and they would have all stayed together, blah, blah, blah. They've said it. I don't need to regurgitate it. August 9th. Can't wait to talk about this shit again next year. And until I'm dead, frankly. The news brought to you by me. If you want to sponsor the news, reach out to me at bagmilk.oilersnation.com. Slide into my DMs. I will cut you a deal, I promise. Oh, boy! You're listening to Better Late Than Never! <laughs> I didn't know that was the one that I picked, but thank you, Mickey. Thank you. It is time to talk about... A little bit of betting for our friends at Betway, provided that you are 19 plus and can do so responsibly. I want to take you through some of my wins and some of my losses over the last week. As I mentioned over the last handful of weeks, I'm trying to learn how to bet on baseball just a little bit, just a little touch, just a little kiss every now and then. Today, the Oilers are playing Cleveland, or not the Oilers. I wish the Oilers were playing today, but they are not. The Jays are playing Cleveland. And... What I've got today is the Jays to win on the money line and Kevin Gosman to get six plus strikeouts at a tasty plus 175. I'm looking to almost double up my money there or triple up my money there. Almost. Just a shade under. I think this is a good bet. Kevin Gosman throwing gas. That splitter is just filthy. <clears throat> but I want to look at some of my other bets too. I just want to be honest with you. I did three other Jays bets this week. One. I had Barrios over five and a half Ks in his last start. I had Manoa over four and a half Ks in his last start. Both of those cashed for me. Both of those were even money, essentially. You take them if you can get them. Where I did lose, though, is when I tailed Tyler. I had the Jays to win plus Manoa over getting over six Ks. That would have been plus four, four something, like 404, 410, somewhere in there. It was a big bet. Manoa only got five Ks, ended up losing it. I feel responsible making sure that I tell you when I lose. So tonight, we'll see. Jays to win, Gosman to get six-plus strikeouts. By the time you listen to this, we'll probably know the answer of whether I've won some money or not. When I lost, though, I got a little greedy with that plus 400. So I'm trying to stick more in a wheelhouse of a little bit safer, but we'll see. Again, we're learning to bet on baseball. We are learning this together. And I'm doing it with our friends at Betway, provided that I am 19-plus and can do so responsibly, which I am. And I am. If you want to do a little betting, make sure you do it with Betway. I took her home from an Oilers game. I grabbed a beer and she asked for the same. I head back to the bridge for an IPA. But all I had was about that bags. And that's about the time she walked away from me. Nobody likes it when you're out of cocaine. I'll kill the RV with an oiler sweater. Your intro is a budget. I guess I'll just sit here and check a better than. There's nothing better late than never. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. 
Love Budget Mark Hoppus, by the way. If you're listening to this, send me more Blink covers. I will play them all forever. Uh, the Righteous Sack Beating is brought to you by Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Of course, they're an established provider of tools and expertise across multiple oilfield disciplines, especially in rentals, pipe recovery, abandonments, and completions. Currently, they maintain full-time operating units in Provost, Weyburn, and Kindersley. If you've got a job that needs tools, Trilogy Oilfield Rentals are the ones for you. And you may ask yourself, Begma, what kind of tools do they have? And I will tell you, rental tools, fishing tools, coil tools, drilling tools, completion tools, mills and bits, any tools, any job, anytime. Trilogy Oilfield Rentals. Check them out at TrilogyRentals.ca. Right to sack beating this week, I don't have anything. I'm not upset really about anything. Things are going well for the for bag milk. Summer bag milk is rolling on. I'm happy. Frank's healthy. Frank's doing great. So I'm in a good mood. Thankfully, for our friends at Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, I have got a guest, a righteous sack beating. I have not listened to this yet, so we'll see how it goes. Mr. Milk. Ah, uh, Dukes. Good day, sir. How are you? Got a fucking bone to pick with this podcast, mate. All right. Okay. I've got my... Uh, Chin down, hands up. Let's do it. Um, those two blokes, fucking Donkey Volley and Dukes. Man, we're all fucking sick of this. You know. Wait a minute. I'm confused. Donkey Volley and Dukes are. I'm confused. This ain't your podcast. It's not about you. Kind is. No one tunes in. Well, probably there's, there's two people that tune in to listen to what you guys have to say, and that's fucking you two guys. So we've got uh, some imposter syndrome going on here too. You want me to handle this one? Listen, I can tell what is going on here. It's just like when you push the blue button on your soundboard and you go into Satan, and then I get to say the things that you don't want to say about yourself because it's a little bit therapeutic, you know? None of us, you know... When when this podcast came around, everyone goes, oh, yeah, it's, you know, it's Bagmill from Oilers Nation, another Oilers podcast. Let's get behind it. No one said, oh, I might listen to this in case there's some fucking random English bloke and some Australian guy that just talks shit at each other all the time for no apparent reason. They don't make any sense. See, and that's where I disagree. Thankfully, I'm in control of the podcast, and I am in control of what goes out on the podcast, and I vehemently disagree. I wanted to start Better Late Than Never, now episode 100, to include nation citizens of all walks of life to say their piece. I am very fortunate in that I've got a platform to spew my nonsense. You want bad Oilers takes, you can read them on OilersNation.com. You can listen to them on any of the three podcasts that I do. You can listen to them on my radio appearances. You can listen to it on social media. I've got plenty of platforms. But for a lot of you, you just want to talk Oilers. You want to talk about what's beefing you or what's bothering you. And that's what this podcast was always going to be about. So, Dukes, I disagree with you, despite the fact that you're talking in the third person right now. Like, man... Just fuck, just give someone else a chance, you know, just piss off for a while. <laughs> Christ, like, <laughs> you know, what is it? You can't just insert yourself wherever you want. Disagree. Right? You know? That's what the show's about. Whether it's a podcast or a badger, you can't just force your way in. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, look, r- really qu- Whoa. 
we got an upgraded audio quality on the second part of this righteous act meeting from Dukes. What's going on here, man? Quick part two of that RSB. Um, At first he was talking like, I'm way over here. Or no, hang on. I'm going to do this. At first he's just like, I am talking from far away into the phone as I record this message. And then he's like, now I'm right on top of it. (laughs) I apologize if during my that that last message, if you could hear the sound of absolutely fucking nothing in the background, if you can hear that dead silence, I apologize. I just had all of Donkey Volley and Dukes fans in the room while I was recording that one. Ah, uh, so I apologize if there was no background noise. Hi-oh. That's just because their fans don't exist. I disagree. Both of you are developing a little fan base. You can see who's voting for Dukes, who's voting for Donkey Volley. You can see it. You can feel it. You can believe it. You know? I disagree with all of that. My righteous act beating, I'm going to jump in here now that I've got something that annoys me. Don't discount yourself, Dukes and Donkey Volley, and everybody else that leaves messages on this podcast. It doesn't work without you. Otherwise, it's just me talking by myself. And I suppose I could do that. But it's way more fun to get your feedback. That's what I wanted. So my additional point on the righteous sack beating is, Dukes, you're wrong. My beef is now with you for underestimating yourself. Love the voicemails from you, from, uh, from uh, what's his name again? Donkey Volley. <laughs> I love the messages from Dukes and Donkey Volley and Ben and everybody in between. Kyle Embalmer, he did 10 minutes on Too Hot to Handle last week. I was going to cut him short, and then I just ended up being fascinated by what he wanted to say. You know? For Trilogy Oilfield Rentals, there's a right to sack beating. You want to see a man, boy? I'll show you a man. Kick me in the jimmy. Cyril, you like this podcast. Bachelorette the never with bad milk. Why don't you go to your favorite podcast app? Like. Subscribe, leave a review. You sexy humor. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. 
Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. For Alpha Romeo of Edmonton, it is time for the voicemail. Go check out Alfa Romeo, Edmonton.ca. The Tenali has landed starting at just 47190 Book a test drive. A little dose of luxury in your life will do you good. Not only that, you look so fucking handsome in that car. Or beautiful. Or whatever you would like to call me, me to call you when you're looking at your best. You're a beautiful angel driving around in a Tenali. I promise. Book a test drive. You will love it. Also, before we get started on the voicemail, I want to shout out Alfa Romeo my beautiful Stelvio that is outside my place right now because it gave me my most viewed and most interacted with story on Instagram of all time. Last week I was talking about that TLC show where the guy wanted to fuck his car and uh, I couldn't shake it. It's just the most absurd thing ever to watch a guy kiss his car and talk about getting underneath it and all that kind of stuff. But it gave me the idea for a couple of stories where I go, I can't stop thinking about it. Uh, this is the, what the guy did. And now all I think about is, and then I went, uh, I was rubbing the steering wheel. If you don't follow me on Instagram, I was rubbing the steering wheel and I played that thing. My mind is telling me no, but my body is telling me yeah. Anyway, you guys loved it. The most viewed, interacted with, and shared story that I've ever had. So there you go. Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. I don't know if that's the promo you were looking for, but uh, it's kind of what I do, right? Ari, what do you guys say? Okay, so since you picked up Love Island after I recommended it to you. Yes, I have. And since everybody's talking about it, I'm going to go ahead and uh, watch the first episode of Too Hot to Handle. I'm going to. Yeah, so the nice thing about Love Island and Too Hot to Handle, they're very interchangeable shows. They're not quite the same, but they are a lot alike. So there's a lot to like there. So yeah, Ari got me into Love Island. I'm now watching the newest season. I'm behind though. So if there's spoilers coming in these next ones, I don't want to hear it. Get on this train. I'm going to watch the first episode of season one. And I'm going to leave a voicemail afterwards with my thoughts. All right. I've watched the first like minute and 30 seconds of it. And it's like the funniest, stupidest, dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, but God damn it, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's essentially what it is. It's it's really dumb dating shows where sexy people just get together. And in the two ought to handle case, they're not allowed to fuck or kiss or anything because a little cone tells them they're not to. And if they do, they break the rules and they get money knocked off their prize pool. Love Island, it's just a bunch of bed swapping and just shallow people. So it's very, very good. Uh, there's very little personal growth, at least early in the season. So I'm very, very into that. Ari has got a message coming up. So I imagine it is his review of episode one of Too Hot to Handle. In the middle of uh, the first episode of Too Hot to Handle. <laughs> uh, what the fuck is happening? I don't know, man. Like you're watching episode one of season one. I don't even remember what that is. I don't remember what I did yesterday, let alone a first episode of a show I watched three years ago. These people are are dumb as fuck. Fuck. Oh yeah. Yeah, they're all horn dogs. They're beautiful 20 somethings, and all they want to do is grind up on each other. You know? But they're not allowed because the cone says no. Yeah, they're objectively hot, right? Mm-hmm. But man, I don't know how they're gonna win this grand prize. 
it's like Love Island, but the horniness just went up to like eleven, and their inte- and the intelligence just went down a couple of generations. That's you know what that describes a perfect show for me. Sexy people, horniness, kind of dumb. I'm into it. Oh my god, this is so fucking stupid, <laughs> <laughs> but so good. Well, you're welcome, Ari. <laughs> I'm glad you can join in on the Too Out to Handle shenanigans. I am on the Love Island shenanigans. Looking forward to watching that. Although, like I said, I got too much going on right now. Big Brother's back. The Oilers season is just 62 days away, something like that. No, 63 days today. Cam Lewis wrote about Tyler Ennis today at OilersNation.com, so 63 days away. I, uh... There's too much, uh, there's too much to balance right now, so i got to figure it out. That's my own problem, not yours. Hey, Big Milk. I was just uh, hey, listening to the pod and thinking of the last few uh, questions of the week or sure. whatever. And hey, um, so the worst fast food place for me has got to be Quiznos. Interesting you say that because I looked up Quiznos and they're disappearing at a rapid rate. Like Arby's is disappearing and I know Arby's took a lot of shit. I had to block and report a bunch of people. But Quiznos is disappearing just as quickly, it seems. And that was surprising because they were everywhere for a hot minute. Um, or Mr. Sub. Both work. Both suck. Subway's <laughs> the superior option. Um, and then meeting an oiler story. Oh, please. So I've never actually met an active oiler. When I was younger, I met, um, Duncan Keith, but that was Blackhawk Duncan Keith, arguably the superior Duncan Keith. I mean, that was a shot at him for no reason. So I apologize to you, Duncan. I hope you're enjoying your retirement, sir. In the Chicago Blackhawks days. And then. I actually had the opportunity a few summers ago. I was playing hockey at a fairly high level. In my my uh, I was working out with a guy who was playing pro in the third tier in Sweden, and he invited me to a nice time with Dylan Holloway. That's cool. So yeah, that was pretty cool. Super cool. And um, I'm also friends with, well, really good friends with uh, Jaden Grube, the new prospect, uh, his younger really? brother, and I played on his hockey team and stuff. So Neat. I've been with i played i've been on the ice with Jaden group quite a few times so yeah that's dope i like both those stories thanks for leaving those in yeah check in on the uh feel free to chime in on the questions of the week anytime i'll go back obviously they're pretty self-explanatory tell me a story about when you met the oilers met an oiler two what's the worst fast food restaurant everybody's got different takes on it that's why i love the alfa romeo of edmonton voicemail we're all over the place message number four Okay, just finished up watching episode one, season one of <laughs> Too Hot to Handle. Uh-huh. They are dumb throughout the whole episode. That's yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Two, there's only one smart guy, and it's a guy. It's the guy with the blonde, blonde long blonde hair. I don't know who you're talking about. What's kind of cool is that they have different people from different countries. It brings a different vibe to it. I yeah, kind of like flavor. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, What else? They're not going to last. They're just going to fuck each other, and then no one's going to win. Yeah, I'm just going to say it right now. They're so dumb and so horny. It's so stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. It's the, the cringiest, <laughs> dumbest shit I've ever watched. <laughs> well, but, man, I'm going to watch it even more. Of course you do. You have oh to. God. Is this how it is in all the seasons, by the way? Yes, it like, is. They're just so hot and so dumb at the 100%. same time. And they only think with their dicks and, and, and the girls. Mm-hmm. Like, just what the fuck is happening, man? That's all you need to know. I don't know. It's just that every single season and they always 
Like the funny part as the seasons go on is the reveal that they're on too hot to handle always gets funnier to me. Um, like Kyle the Embalmer said last week, it's it's not about the personal growth. You're not watching that to get, you know, nobody's winning a Pulitzer on that show for writing. That's what I'm saying. It's not going to win any Emmys. It's a bunch of shitheads in a beautiful resort wearing nothing but bikinis and getting drunk all day. It's great. Mindless TV, man. You turn your head off. P.S.? <laughs> like here's the the other dumb thing that i got from the first episode uh-huh. there wasn't one person that talked about the hundred thousand dollar grand prize they don't give a shit about the money that is the dumbest thing i've ever seen well ari i don't want to spoil it for you because you're just getting into the too hot to handle universe but that grand prize it comes and goes that'll make more sense as you watch the season It'll make more sense. You just trust old bag milk, you know? I'm sorry for leaving back-to-back voicemails. You did it. You were interrupted by Ari and Too Hot to Handle. But um, I'm just working my way through the pod at 1.30 a.m. as one does. Really? You listen to 1.30 a.m.? Do you work night shifts or something? Um, but I'd like to say a big fuck you to Nick. <laughs> Listen, if there's one thing I love about the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemail, it is how random and all over the place it is. I don't, the the shtick here, if you're new, is that I don't listen to these beforehand. I have no idea what's coming. And if things get really out of hand, I would just cut it out of the podcast. You wouldn't even know that there was a message there. But for the most part, I just like to give you my genuine first reaction and uh, I'm curious what Nick did this time. I still have beef with him for just his snack is just frying onions and butter. Like I love fried onions, but like put it on something, Nick. But we'll see where this goes. I don't know you, but fuck you <laughs> because of the stupid goddamn Rogers wrapped in red event. Oh shit. yeah, and absolutely. Got it stuck in my head again. Mm-hmm. I'd completely forgotten about that shit. I was excited to hear your take about too hot to handle. And then you drop that shit? Nah. Nah. <laughs> Fuck you. There should be some kind of punishment for that. Do you want me to handle it? You want to talk about punishments? I could find Nick. I could do things to him while he's sleeping that he would never even know happened. I'll just insert a tapeworm or something, and all of a sudden, Nick is losing a bunch of weight, and he doesn't know why. He's always hungry, and he's never getting any nutrients, and he just starts slowly disappearing over time. <laughs> You fucking cunt. You- <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> That's so aggressive. I know you're Australian, but like the rest of us aren't, man. Fucking chill. <laughs> you might be surprised, but I've got an idea. Okay. Um, obviously, more than happy to fight Donkey Volley. Oh, can't can't I happy to fight Donkey Volley? <laughs> He's seven times my age, so I kind of feel bad about it. But given our history, happy to put him in his place. But um, I don't know. Obviously, not super comfortable fighting Ben. <laughs> Mainly, <laughs> why? Why wouldn't you be comfortable fighting a thirteen-year-old child? <laughs> Ah, man. What the hell am I doing here? 
There's a hundred episodes of this. I feel like we're just getting started too. <laughs> because he would whip my ass. <laughs> but what I'm thinking is, uh-huh. can I nominate someone to fight Ben on my behalf? <laughs> oh, I can. That's excellent. Well, I nominate <laughs> one of, oh, fuck, I don't know how many kids he has, but I nominate one of Chalmers' kids. Yeah, that would be age appropriate. I just feel like. Pretty sure the older one's 12. So I think that would be age appropriate at least. No, we're not fighting Ben. Dukes, come on, man. Ben, don't. I don't know if you're on the voicemail or not, but Ben, we're not doing this. I feel like I feel like Chalmers is just Canadian Dukes, right? <laughs> he wears a big hat. He gives he people advice when they don't need it, and mm-hmm. he fucking drinks a lot. Um. <laughs> So yeah, Ben, <laughs> you coward. Go and fight one of Chalmers' kids and see how tough you are. And yeah, vote for Dukes. If anything, <laughs> if anything, would Ben and uh, one of Chalmers' kids? They'd just be friends. Those are really nice kids. I've met them a bunch of times. They're great. They're not fighting Ben. Come on, man. He's <laughs> so stupid. I'm really <laughs> sorry. I tried like fucking. 17 times, 17.4 times to fit this all in one voicemail. It's probably going to be two. Um, so I'm, I mean, like, well, first of all, you didn't start this one off with a C-bomb. Second, you didn't start this one off or uh, you didn't continue it after that by challenging a 13-year-old to a fight and hiring a proxy to do it because you're an old man. <laughs> very sorry for the DP bag milk, but... Uh, <laughs> anyway, first cab off the rank, Benjamin. Mate. <laughs> Nothing but respect for, for you, my my dude. Did I play these out of order? Because uh how do we go from you getting one of Chalmers' kids to fight Ben to now you saying nothing but respect? Although there still is forty five seconds left, so we'll see where it goes. Um <laughs> You know, I'm like fuck, I'm old donkey volley's even older mm. and should know better but the fact that like you're not only you're you got the confidence to contribute to this pod on the reg using slang so you, you can understand me but like you're actually coming at us dude that's hilarious as hell and not like making fun of you it's hilarious some little kids coming at me i mean i would stomp your face in but <laughs> man it's awesome keep coming up don't yeah keep coming at us don't let us slip up for a second keep the foot <laughs> on donkey villa's neck but remember if you come near me charmer's kids are gonna fight you <laughs> just like what is happening today we are off the rails i mean that's i mean you know, I made my bet, I suppose. I don't mean to alarm you. What is the deal with your audio, man? You are so inconsistent this week. And I don't know why. Normally you sound mostly the same, but like you go from back to back voicemails, voicemails, I should say, I can't even speak now. You got me all fucked up. Where you're talking normally and then it goes, and then I'm over here. And then now I'm back to normal. And now I'm over here. And now I'm back to normal. And it's very confusing to me. But there's some actual breaking news. Um, so, cat out of the bag, well and truly. 
there's 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 a homestand at the end of February that involves the Flames and like I don't know some other teams, mm-hmm. and um, there's this fucking cunt from um, Australia goes by the name of Dooks, who's gonna be in fucking Edmonton for the entire homestand. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> rights dude so let me see here let me see if i can join you in february uh homestand at the end of february so that is so nation vacation we're going to be in arizona for that game on the 19th we'll be back yeah so you're from the boston to st louis is that what you're saying he's going to come over for like 10 days two weeks not exactly locked in yet not sure which games going to be in attendance for which games going to watch from the pint or whatever fucking bar you know, at the time. But anyway, want to meet as many of you as I can. Yeah, Come of course. Out, I'll buy you a fucking beer. You buy me a beer. I don't know. Let's all buy each other beers. Except for you, Ben. I don't know. Buy you a fucking... Yeah, juice I'm not box buying you shit because of a random man from the internet buying you something. <laughs> um, always had a bit of caution about going overseas because I'm like, I've got a smart mouth and I don't want to get into any trouble. But having watched the f- videos on Yagwave, I'm convinced that no you can't know how to fight so i'm pretty much can go to your city and say whatever i want <laughs> on that note vote for dorks because he's not up well uh you missed the end part uh misses landing on the timing on the end part but yeah dukes if you're coming of course we'll we'll get you we'll get you set up man we'll bring you into the hq we'll get you in part of some of the podcasts we'll get you decked out like yeah 100 if you're coming to see us we'll we'll do something for you for sure for sure i would love to buy you a beer uh this next one just says psa so you know right so i just recorded something that was dog shit and accidentally pressed send instead of not send so if this is a double up just ignore this one right? all right i'm guessing we're gonna but, double up. um there's a homestead at the end of february yep double up psa you're coming to town end of february dukes could be president maybe not we will see you in a little bit. That'll be fun, man. That'll be fun. Just let us know what the plans actually turn out to be, all right? Chandler, you are up next in the Alpha Romeo of Edmonton voicemail. You know, Jay may have terrible taste on Evan Bouchard. Yeah, like I said earlier, that clip from ONR kind of popped off yesterday, and people were not happy about it. It even got so far as, um, you know, people taking shots at the rest of us. It's like, oh, those nations lost all credibility with this shit. It's funny. I love the heat. So, you know, he, he got what he deserved on that one. In my opinion, Jay, I know you're listening to this. I'm sorry, buddy, but team dad, go ahead. But he is not wrong when it comes to Popeyes. I am going to defend him here. Hmm. So if you missed it last week on the show, Jay said Popeyes is overrated for the chicken itself. Loves a chicken sandwich, but the chicken itself is what Jay had a beef with. I cannot stand Popeyes. That is the worst fast food chicken i've ever had the chicken's always greasy everything else is always dry every time i've been there it's terrible <laughs> now living in the states we got chick-fil-a mm-hmm. that place is amazing i love that chick-fil-a it is good uh raising canes is also pretty good i would even take kfc over popeyes but even then i don't like kfc um i'm just kind of pickier i guess when it- i think what chandler's trying to say is of all the chicken places that he uh frequents from time to time popeyes is dead last comes to um 
fast food chicken. Uh, but yeah, I, I cannot stand Popeye's. Uh, it's not my worst though, actually. Mine is Burger King. Uh, Burger King took a lot of shit. There's a lot of people that do not have any love for Burger King. I would fall amongst them, I guess, just by my lack of patronage. I haven't been to a Burger King in a hundred years. In fact, I can tell you specifically the last thing I ate at a Burger King. It was like, it was 99 cent nuggets or something. And they were terrible. They taste like dog shit. I got food poisoning there once. <laughs> uh, now it's more than enough times for me. I, I will not eat Burger King. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I would take Popeye's over Burger King. Hmm. But uh, Jay, you may be wrong about dad. You are absolutely right about Popeyes. Why don't you go hit up Jay's Instagram if you're listening to this and you are on Team Dad and go, Dad is part of the solution. It's been a while since we've done that on his his Instagram page. So he's the Squire Yeg. Or I think he's just the Squire with a three as the E on the end. I think that's what it is. So go leave him a message saying, Dad is part of the solution. I'd love to check his Instagram account tomorrow or over the next couple of days and it's just flooded with that. So do me a favor, would you? Jay's talking shit on Dad and we're not going to have it. We're not going to stand for it. We are not going to stand for it. This just comes from Cheesy Gordita Crunch. The worst fast food place is Taco Bell. Not because it doesn't taste good, but because it gives you the shits. (laughs) Every time you eat it, it just... (laughs) You eat a nice little crunchy burrito or a uh, Cheesy Gordita Crunch, and (laughs) that stuff is sending you right to the shitter. Hmm. And not just for a brief time. You're going to be, like, fighting battles in there. Mm. like it's bad we've all been but there it tastes good so it's like you go eat it and you enjoy it but then after you don't enjoy it taco bell it's one of those things where my my favorite is when um you have people sometimes where they'll like the first time they go abroad or something or they go to an all-inclusive in mexico and they go for like actual mexican food and they go what the fuck is this because they're used to like a Taco Bell kind of thing. Used to happen. I remember when I was little, I thought Taco Bell was like, that's how tacos are presented. And then I had legit tacos and I was like, oh, I'm just an idiot. But like Cheesy Gordita Crunch says, I love Taco Bell, but I know what I'm getting. Bob Stoffer farts on Oilers now. What? <laughs> okay. Well, Stoff. I mean, I've listened plenty of times. I've never heard it come through on the microphone, so you're doing a good job of, uh, you know, putting a muzzle on that thing, I suppose. Hello, this is Dukes. My God, I feel so sexy now. Look at me rubbing my nipples. Come on. (laughs) This is Dukes. Let's go Oilers. (laughs) Uh Uh Uh-huh. Lest anyone believe that was Dukes, I don't actually think that was him. I could be wrong, though. I've been wrong before. This one just says, question? Hey, Bagged Milk. What's up, buddy? Uh, do you know anywhere that, uh, like, betting websites that um, are uh, paying out for uh, the odds of McDavid hitting 1,000 points this year? Ooh, good question. That's an interesting bet. So let me see. Let me do a little mathy here. We're going to do it live on the podcast. Connor McDavid has how many career points? He has to get like 150 or something, doesn't he? He's got 850 points on the button, so he needs 150 to get to 1,000. I'd bet on him doing it, but uh, let me look up Betway. 
Betway doesn't look like they have anything for that, but uh, no, I'm actually not sure. But that's a great bet, though. I say yes. So he needs 150. I say yes. Because honestly, I think he's going to do it. I do. I I, might I also do. think he's going to get... I think he'll get 70 goals this year. Whoo, mama. And he'll have 160 points total. That would do it. That would do it. I'm going to say that right now. Call it now. But uh, I'm really curious what the uh, the odds are for that right now. I don't know where to look. As of right now, I just, uh, I'm looking at Betway. They don't have anything. Checking around some of the others. I don't see anything anywhere. So maybe closer to the season. I'll send, a, I'll send a note to the team at Betway, see if we can get that put on the books. If we could get that put on the books as a BLTN bet, I would feel so proud. And I know who to email about it. Let me work on that. Last question for the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemail comes in, or last message, I say, comes in from Liam. Hello, I'm calling in to show support for Ben for presidential candidate. Oh, okay. I think we need an Edmonton-born and raised president, mm-hmm. not some badger fucker from across the pond. <laughs> Anyways, vote for Ben. <laughs> I thought that was Liam like my Liam. Different Liam. Reasonably common name, though, I suppose. You know? So get Ben getting a little support. So this was an, we I didn't hear from Ben this week, so we're getting a little up and down week for Ben. Dukes is trying to get Chalmers' kids to fight him, and then he gives support. I say, Ben, you go in the reverse, right? You go, no, no, no. I don't want to fight one of Chalmers' kids. I'm going to hire, like... I don't know, George LaRock to beat the shit out of Dukes as your proxy. That's what I think we should do, Ben. We should try and find a proxy for you to level up as opposed to Dukes coming down because you're younger. That's just my opinion. And that is where we wrap up the Alfa Romeo of Edmonton voicemail. I said play. AlfaRomeoEdmonton.ca, AlfaRomeoEdmonton.ca. That is where you'll find some details on the Tenali, and you can book a test drive right on the website. If you want to have arguably the sexiest car you will ever see or be in, I recommend checking out Alfa Romeo of Edmonton. There we have it, episode 100. A tasty little hour of content of randomness. We talked about all kinds of things. We had some voicemails come in. Some of them made sense. Some of them didn't. Now, my ask of you is leave... Oh, you know what? Here's what we're going to do for the contest. Leave me some reviews on Apple Podcasts. Leave me some reviews, and I will just throw your name in the hat, and we'll just pick up a couple of people, and we'll send out some stuff, okay? So leave me some fresh reviews share the stuff. I'm just going to grab a handful of names. I'm going to throw them in a randomizer. I'll pick some names and then I'll send you some gear from the Frank's Picks store for BLTN. It could be a mug. It could be a hoodie. I don't know. I'll figure something out. But 100 episodes in the books. I'm super pumped to be here. I'm super excited that you guys are here too. And I'm super excited that this is just kind of growing even in the summer. You know, it's August 9th and I get a chance to do this and have some laughs in my studio at home. And I'm very, very grateful for all of you. So that's where we're just going to end it off. 100 episodes down, 100 more to come, 2,000 more to come. In fact, we're just going to keep updating. And um, if you've got ideas for the show, hit me up. Let's see if we can level it up together because at the end of the day, this doesn't work without all of you guys. So I want to say thank you to the audio department, Trilogy Oldfield Rentals to Alfa Romeo Edmonton and of course our friends at Betway and that wraps up another week unless 
we get a Bouchard signing, and I'll be right back here for an emergency podcast. But until then, adieu. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 